watching prohibition fall down. All right, guys, girl talk. Let's do this, Scotty. I got business to tend to. Whoa. Yes, you do, dude. Yes, you do. All right. I'll ask you this. Have you ever had to feed your dog a freaking Vaseline sandwich? Okay. Had so, to or have? <laughs> oh, my dog uh, chewed, up a, chewed up, hopefully the good part, an ear of corn, ingested it. As I watched, I was like, you know what? Ear of corn, roughage, no worries. And uh, to my surprise, uh, can be big issues, man. So hopefully, keep my fingers crossed as we're recording. My hound doesn't need stomach surgery, and the Vaseline sandwich eases it through. Hey, a Vaseline sandwich will always ease it through, bro, Okay. But uh, it, I, that is a public service announcement. Me, me and you were uh, were bullshitting earlier today, and I think I took another call. He said, oh, my dog ate, it, ate an ear of corn. I was like, ah, ha, ha, great, great. I didn't realize that it was bad for dogs. I'm the kind of guy that would just chuck an ear of corn to my dog, maybe let him gnaw on it. But uh, thank you for the input. What, dogs can't digest corn? It's, is that it? It's not the corn. It's the ah. cob itself. It gets stuck in their intestines, and they can't break it down. I've seen my dog eat a spark plug before. I'm pretty sure she's actually eaten half or part of cobs before, no issues, and she's taken her time to chew it enough. That's my hopes because, one, I don't want to pay about up to four grand or more for stomach surgery. And, two, going to the – because I'll have to go to the doggy ER. You're going to see some shit there. I don't want to see the shit there, you know? (laughs) But but, but one is I don't want to see my dog suffer. Maybe that's a good one, you know? Then two is the (laughs) – all right, well, let's change it up because this is grow talk. Do a little distraction for my mind. We're going to talk about growing some cannabis, grow questions off dudegrows.com. If you haven't caught it, we'll be back up on YouTube, hopefully by the end of the week here on Friday due to a strike. Um, and you can enjoy us over there if that's where you like to consume this content. Hey, I do want to say something, dude. You said a distraction for your mind. I find doing this show and hopefully for everybody listening to this show, it is a distraction from, from the day's problems or all, all the real stuff stuff going on so i hope we can distract you dude sometimes i'm having a bad day and this is the best part of my day so i hope i can bring it right back to you the best part of my day i don't know if you've ever had an animal or whatever the issue you're like just excited like i'm super excited for my dog to take a shit so <laughs> hopefully after the show my wife's like guess what i took a deuce oh, man come on there's got to be good right. names for that Show rundown today. Oh, oh, please help by Inta Inta the Cabbage. Inta the Cabbage. Yeah, I'm into the cabbage, homeboy. Uh, Deficiency question mark by Trichome Toker. Trichome Toker? Trichome Toker. You see the things on the end of the. I'm off, man. Trichome Toker still works, though. (laughs) Can't call me out on that. Need a comment. And then. Need advice moving forward by Cosgrow618. Hey, shout out to you. Mr. Philly over there. As well as what's going on in our grows. Uh, and shout out to the Patreon of DGC producers making the show happen, guys. Dogrows.com forward slash support. That's where you can go watch the video show now currently. And we're always going to be posting both places. Keep that in mind moving forward. You want to check it on Patreon. It's available to everyone, even if you're not over there supporting the show. Um, and it'll also be back up on YouTube just as a but PSA for you. Yes. Thank you for taking care of business, boys. Appreciate it. Very nice recovery when YouTube throws, I like to say throws a wrench into your spokes, you know, because that's that's, uh, anyone that rides a bike knows what happens, right? When something goes in your spokes, you go over the handlebars for a little bit. (laughs) 
<laughs> over at dudeghost.com forward slash support if you sign up you're gonna get free seeds from seeds here now for new members we're giving away the hlg3 hlg horticulture lighting group 100s uh over if you enter that you when you're logged into patreon just go to post and you'll see hlg grower 100 hookup and just make a comment there and you are entered to win as well yeah. as getting 30 percent off recharge and i know i say this a lot but man just be in the backbone for what's going on guys it is it, waking up in the morning every day prepping for a show doing the format making everything happen there's a team behind this and knowing that our support is through the listeners is badass i mean you guys are the backbone of the show i don't want to be what do i say a, uh, I, I couldn't be i couldn't be myself and try and manage like an ad full-on ad campaign or go call to try and get advertiser support listener support it's where it's at that's what i'm getting at dgc speaking of that we have a new sponsor Volterran gel <laughs> I once seen Mickey Mantle. He had to be drunk, and he was commentating like a Yankees game, and all he was talking about was Voltaren gel. And I was like, Jesus, it's over, Johnny. And the few sponsors we do have, which your DGC support far outweighs, we get them to hook you up, right? That's mandatory. And we got to usually most of them go toke with them, hang out, keep it legit, keep it real as Scotty's last name. Yes, my fake real last name. All right, let's get into the show. Who's growing some dank here over hey, dogrows.com? I got I to gotta jump in here. We grew okay. some dank. I kind of was, was embarrassed yesterday from the commentary. So this is just a little auto that we grew. Nothing super fancy, but I tell you what, I'm smoking. I'm enjoying it. So it's past the Scotty test. I may mix a little bit of the loving in our eyes in there, just 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 to hedge my bets. But so this is an auto you guys grew? Yeah, just a simple auto. These were those Northern Lights autos. Uh, shout out to Brandon DGC for helping us out. A local guy came over, hooked us up with a couple seeds, and this is this Northern Lights auto. Came out really nice. Would you harvest it out of the greenhouse? Yep. Yep. All right. All yeah. right. So there you go. I know you've been talking a little bit. So I, I'm smoking auto weed. Just don't ask me how much. I should, I, you know what? I should, said I should have planted more. I planted plenty. This was like one of two plants that actually worked out. The other, they're touchy, man. Can't screw them up. Touchy, huh? Which is you can't We'll get into it. Up, it's what's going man. on in my grow. We'll talk about okay, it. Okay, deal. All right, we got a grow, uh, sorry, I was going to say a, a dank nug, not a grow question here. This is cheapest blueberry auto week six posted by Cowboy587. What do you think about the word cheap? It, it doesn't make me feel good. Like, hey, I've got the cheapest blueberry seeds out there. You know, like best value, like there's a, a grocery store that just has cheap chicken Mondays and they even spell cheap the wrong way. I'm like, I don't know. Well, it depends on what it pertains to, I suppose. I couldn't think of a quick example there, but some things cheap, you know, can go with. Sure. Depending on, <clears throat> on what you have going on. But yeah. Let me get to the dank nug, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> cheap cheese, cheap chickens. I was gonna say oh. one thing I'll never cheap out on, and there's a lot of things I will, but one thing you never will, toilet paper. You got to have good toilet paper. That is like so, a, a, an essential. Worse off than that is garbage bags. I bought cheap garbage bags about a month or two ago, and I'm literally like, oh, maybe I'll donate them to Goodwill or something. What about cheap sushi? 
I almost did it at the grocery store. Is grocery store sushi okay? It depends on the grocery store. Some of them have where it's like a sushi chef rents that spot right. to be able to make sushi there. Right. Sometimes those are good. Uh, if it's like Kroger brand Kroger sushi, right. It's got shipped there. I would probably avoid that. I was looking today. They had the fresh guy there making sushi. Maybe I'll give it a whirl. All right. Weed show. Hey, GGC, thanks for all the hints, tips, tricks. I like the small talk, coffee talk. Thanks for all the hints, tips, tricks, scams, hustles, hoodwinks, gambits, <laughs> flim fams, stratagems, stratagems, and bamboozles. Stratagems and bamboozles. Bamboozies. Wow. Well, I hope that they I didn't do too many of those. Maybe we exposed a couple scams, con, hustles, hoodwinks, gambits, flim flams, stratagems, <laughs> and bamboozles. Guru's a stratagem guy. He says, oh, yeah. that I have gotten from this wonderful community. My goal was to test. You get what you pay for. The cheapest autoflower seeds I could find, $6.34 Canadian. And my conclusion, find a reputable breeder and seller and you'll always have good genetics. This blueberry auto is all organic and with the amount of sun in Calgary is making the girls explode. Right. Genetics are amazing. The smell is mouthwatering. Built a raised bed garden and put up a simple hoop and plastic to protect against my rain and hail. Good idea. Pro mix with guy green and manure. Just add water. Can't wait to harvest. Cheers. Cowboy. Can I ask you something just really cool looking? But do you think that seeds are going to hold their value where they're going to be able to keep keep getting 100 dollars per pack? Or you think as they, you know, kind of understand how to make them or more people understand how to make them, do you think you'll see like simple kind of nothing special, but you know what? I don't think they'll hold their value as they are now. Yeah. Um I I might disagree. I think that uh, at like the high level, the right. flavor of the month sure. is always going to catch a, a higher price. And that's just because people know in a dispensary setting or something like that, or a black market setting or free market setting, they're going to be able to make their money off of that. But are you going to see blueberry autos for $15 a pack or something like that for a six or a 10 pack? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. I, I don't mean, think it's going to bottom out, but yeah. That's kind of like a market cannibalizing itself, though, and you'd hope they would have some type of uh, at least thinking ahead to try and protect against that. If I can go to James Bean on the show, if I can go to the grocery store buy an eight pack, you know, auto flower cannabis, you know, whatever sativa, and uh, plant those out in the patio, and I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about somebody that's just decides, you know, they're, they're just the same way they might try to grow a watermelon or an herb garden. They pick these up. It is a way to get people growing cannabis and using cannabis. Yeah, I'm down, man. I'm definitely down. Um, and that's also going to depend on your whatever, your marketing game, what you're pushing, where you're at. How, how do your buds look on IG, man? How many people are following you? What rappers promoting those genetics? I don't know, a lot right. of variables. But right now that does. But, you know, what happens when they're just like carrots? <laughs> you know what I mean? Varieties <laughs> of lettuce. I can grow a lot of dank tomatoes, guaranteed. Uh, for some cheap seed, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm going to get the Tommy Chong brand of carrots. But I don't know. Have oh. you ever had Isis candy cherry tomatoes? There are definitely some heirloom varieties of tomatoes in all your like garden vegetables and stuff that people use True. that are 
amazing and way better than any of the like uh, Romas or whatever you'll find at like Lowe's or Home Depot. Yeah, I'm not uh, diminishing the high end at all. We talked. There's one in the DGC that helped develop an Apple, a specific Apple that's new, which is which is very cool. I'm all for that, but I just wonder on the lower end, are you gonna see sativa seeds or indica seeds come out where it's you know six pack for ten dollars and you're gonna see them at the bath nursery and garden center or something like that. What are gambits and flimfams? Gambits are little pieces of something, man. Just let me give you a little gambit. What's that saying, run the gambit, come from? Uh, I don't know, sir. What about flim? Flim flam is like a flim flam man. It's like somebody that comes and, uh, you know. Flim man. Yeah, they're all over the place. You know, they're probably, what what was the other word that we used? But they're kind of in it for themselves, man. Flim flam. They're all over the place. They stretch the truth. Car salesman? There you go. There you go. Sounds about <laughs> right. right. Except Grower car salesmen question. are goddamn reputable now, man. You go to a place and they're like, hello, we're all on camera and everything is completely above board. I'm like, what the hell happened to the slip you some money car salesman? Hey, we keep this off the books, huh? Saturn doesn't piss them off. The price is the price when you come in. I kind of like that model. Hey, who would have thought an all-plastic car would be a bad idea? So, hey, those are good cars. On point. I punched right? a hole through the door in one one time, okay? Grower question number one. Oh, oh, please help. By Inta the, Inta the Cabbage. Inta the Cabbage. Yeah. You never called it Cabbage? Cash Hello, also. <laughs> well, cash is cabbage too, you know. Hello, DGC family. I'm a first-time grower having some issues with one particular chocolate plant. I'm growing in an auto- amended soil from Destiny Soil in seven-gal pots. Uh, recharge once a week and top dressing with Gaia Green 444 on the NPK. Once a month, he's doing that top dressing. I've just switched to Power Bloom from Gaia. pH adjusted to 6.5, and the last runoff check was 6.3. That all sounds good to me. The leaves started to have a few yellowy looking spots and quickly changed to browning and then shriveled up and dead. Our weather out here in the West Coast has been quite warm as of late, and I'm wondering if that has part to play in it. I used my inexpensive three-to-one tester to test the soil pH, and this one plant was a little higher than the rest, about a high of 7 or 7.5. That's fine. I'm forever grateful for what you guys do, and may the TGC live long and strong, and let's stay lifted. Not a problem. I will stay lifted. Absolutely, so, man. Long and strong and lifted. I'm down. What is up? Uh, Why are the they leaves? laying down? First off, even in those pictures, I see the leaves kind of laying down or just they're not praying up. That to me is always a, you know, a head scratcher there where it's just time to really take a look. It could be as simple as either over or underwatering. Okay, underwatering. Yeah, these spots and these other two pictures, well, that's just kind of weird, right? Yes. Those leaves are still up. I just I, I have no idea if this is the case or not, but I just want to see when you over it, specifically when you underwater, it changes the pH. It completely changes what's going on in that root system as things completely dry out, and it could cause pro- just can cause weird problems. Well, and so. as far as pH goes with plants, one of the main things with them is it doesn't have to be a perfect pH. What really matters is the consistency of the pH right. and it not having huge fluctuations, because a plant can deal with. I mean, they're they've evolved to not be able to move from the environment they're in, so they have to be able to adapt. It can adapt to a consistent pH that's off by a little bit. It can't adapt to rapid changes in pH and stuff, so you can run into some root issues that way. Right. And I mean, they are meant to, you know, it's not like it consistently waters or rains every single day out in nature, but this is such a, a 
if it, if they were allowed to dry out, it definitely can cause weird nutrient problems. But that's just my the first impression. Comments here. I'm gonna say thanks to Maestro and uh, Coach Steve. Man, there's a bunch of good comments on here. Trike vendor, Sunny Invectopia, but. Did a little investigation. This pot, why is this plant doing it? One thing to do when you're gonna grow. Um, why is this plant? Are all of them looking like this? Do I treat all these the same? So he noticed that the other plants were looking fine. Scratches his head a little bit and says, "All right. So basically, um, could the sun on the black nursery pots piss off the roots as well? I'm just trying to figure this out as we're getting closer to flower. Again, thanks for your insight. This pot was at the end of the line. Gets the most sun." And I've questioned this too, uh, it, and the other plants didn't show any of these leaf symptoms that at times, like you said, maybe when it's getting dry, it's getting hotter than the others as well, and damage is happening that way. Sure. Um, but I put my hand on pots, like four-inch starters right now that I have uh, lavender in. Right. And I was like, holy shit. So I got like pieces, a little pieces of white siding to build a little box around it. And it seems like it's, it would be an advantage to keep depending on the outside temperature, but protect nursery pots from getting your root zone too hot. Well, just think about if you're out there with four or five people. We were actually just laying a fence or laying out a fence earlier, and it's the royal week because I really wasn't doing much. But there, and Kyle was wearing warehouse. Kyle was wearing a black shirt, and I was like, if everybody else is in the, you know, if there's three other people holding that fence and they're all in the shade, and then he's in a black shirt in the sun, don't you think he's going to tire out a lot quicker? Don't you think he's under a whole bit, bunch of different stresses? And then let's say you're giving all those guys the same amount of water, mm -hmm. but you know, yeah. the other ones need more. So yeah, um, we got in, into the cabbage is gonna um, protect the pot, this one from the direct sun. I like that idea anyway, if you can avoid, if you're in a hot area, sometimes it can be advantageous, I guess, early spring, sun on a hot, up, you know, warming up the root system, getting the metabolism going, but in the heat of the summer, be on top of that if you can. I've even painted pots white. I know it's not practical. Sometimes people have a recommendation, I forgot from me, and you're putting hay around a pot or hay bales. Sure. There's all kinds of stuff you can do. Uh, or shade it from one side with just something else that's just gonna shade the pot. Hashtag so, protect the pot. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Uh, yeah, right. By the way, we have uh, Builder Soil sent us hay. They, they shipped us hay to put on top of our 100 gals. I'll be damned if it don't work well. It really does keep uh, you know a, a moisture layer in there. Very cool. And it's supposed to protect your top layer more for also like micro beneficials and shit. Like your top layer of soil is a zone where good shit can live in a living soil. If well, it's if it's not allowed to dry out, so you're gonna you have to mulch it or have some or have like a plastic covering or something that can help keep moisture in that top layer of soil so that the life is able to be there and break stuff down. All right. I dig. I like hay. It's uh, it's good to throw around. It's good to walk on. It's good to ride on when you're on a tractor. Hey, I haven't grown weed in it yet, but I want to try that next season. <laughs> good stuff. When they're doing the DGC hay ride, dude. All right, so to the giant have, pumpkin patch. I'm going. <laughs> we put out a uh, a little clip of uh, when we talked about it on a Grow Talk show. Uh, neighbor's light. The neighbor's light was interrupting this guy's photo period. He's like, "What should I do? Should I talk to him? Should I shoot it out with a BB gun? You know?" And that got some good comments. And this was in from SF over on YouTube. SF or sorry, SV. Man, Scotty, I'm really dyslexic. SF, it's SFVOG007, is that right? Do I have that by memory correct? Or Thank you. That would be abbreviated, for, I believe, for San, San Fernando Valley, I believe. OG guy 007. Yeah, nice. There right. you go. James Bond. 
says, I have a friend who one year grew these monster purple platinum bubble kush plants. They easily topped eight feet. One pheno he grew in a pot on his patio, and it was closest to the purple closest to the purple Kush lineage. A very attractive plant, I must say. The issue I had with his complete lack of concern. The issue I had was his complete lack of concern for the light, which never really allowed it any darkness or as much as you can expect from growing outdoors. And this is a neighbor's light or something like that. I like, by the way, complete when your friend has a complete lack of concern for something that you know is fucking important. Like, you know, hey, your bike tire is half fucking flat. Yeah, it'll be fine, man. Only got to, you know, just, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, he says, I brought it up many times only for my suggestion to be ignored. The plant was in full flower and was producing beautiful buds. But after harvest, I sat and watched him breaking up buds to say only, damn, seedy pot. <laughs> I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Wait, it hermed? The fact that he carelessly ruined his potentially potent sense of Amelia was beyond me. I've seen the faintest lighting outside ruin cops because they produce seeds that without light distributing, but without that light disturbing the photo period, they could have avoided such a disappointing harvest. I totally agree, man. I've had people, um, for me, it was a dude, and this was more his oversight. I don't know, like grower, uh, what do we say, total mishaps. And he was using a two-part A and B. It's actually Arc Screen Solutions A and B Grow, and they have Arc Screen Solutions A and B Bloom. But when he switched to Bloom, he did not know about the A and B Bloom. He's just, ah, A and B Grow. Just keep, keep it growing. So he was like mid-flower, and he'd be giving it the grow. The whole time, like, these look pretty green. Like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> And was he able to pull it off? Did it Did it just... He was able to pull it off. Pulled that right out of the regimen. I was surprised, actually, that uh, they didn't look that bad. Um, let me finish up. The only acceptable... Back to the comment. The only acceptable light your outdoor plant should be subject to is the moonlight. All their sources should be eliminated, period. Indoors, I go as far as putting the tape over the dehumidifier power indicator light and the power strip light just to be safe. Nothing worse than your hard work being canceled out because of CD ganja. Hey, I, I got to say that when I see people that put the tape over the lights, like the red lights and whatnot, I'm like, well, I, I don't think that that's really doing anything harmful. But I love the fact that your attention to detail, that you're doing that kind of stuff. Because if you're considering that, you are probably considering you know, how somebody does something is how they do everything. You're probably obsessing with everything else in the grow. And I just I like to see that. That's a clue. It's like looking at somebody's garage. <laughs> Yes, when you're doing one thing one way, you do sometimes make that assumption. I've been testing my kid out actually. I'm like, so if you got a job and you had to be there at five, what time should you show up? And he's like, five? Yeah. I'm like, no, dude. Ten minutes to five. And he was literally like not following me. Yeah, you said like, not, it starts at five. If you're if you're on time, you're ten minutes late. Uh, or bad. yeah, no. I had one other test. This is a good one, Scotty. Have my kid bring in their recycling containers after they're dumped. You know, and I'm like go get them. And I purposely just left a plastic cup like right on the road, like right by him. Right. Just you know. Oh, they, a little test, dude. A little yes, test. yes. It's like, hey, did you bring those in? Yeah, but dude, what about that? You know, you gotta did he interesting pass? stuff. Did Save you? it for a wake and bake. All right, deal. The mind of a 15-year-old boy. I don't know, man. Don't get me started. Don't get me started, <laughs> all right? Because that's where mine stopped maturing, right there. Oh, shit. All right, we got another. Thanks for the comment uh, there. SFVOGGuy007 on YouTube. Uh, and we got a grower grower question here from Trichometer, although I still like Trichometoker. <laughs> 
I don't know how I got that. That's like AA Ron. Did you call him Trichome Meter there? It's Trichome Toker, by the way. Or Trichome it, it, Toker. It could be it. Trichome Toker. Yeah. I think some weed makes you a little. Would it be dyslexic on how you read things? I can't. I'm getting like yes. Three. Uh, I 100% agree. <laughs> yes. The Candy Kim OG from yeah. Loving in Her Eyes. Like I'm a little dyslexic normally. It makes me like full blown. I'm <laughs> am saying words in wrong places and sentences. Yes, that's what's and I love it. By the way, it's always so good to find that. We out. got we got a cut of that grown in the greenhouse. Absolutely. That's don't do it on the don't smoke it on the live feed. Hey, if you guys can, if someone can go back and figure out which we or which episode we're smoking the candy Kim OG, and they can point it out by the way me and Scotty are acting, you get a grinder. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be sending a lot of those out. I have no idea which episode. Or just the first. Person. Just the first one. I don't either, but I, I know it happened. <laughs> All right. If you literally do that, just hit up the contact on the homepage because I like to be an honest man here, not yeah. just throw it out there. We'll give you Guru's uh, home phone number, actually. Just hit him up direct. Okay, I right. don't have a home phone. <laughs> they don't have those anymore, do they? Uh, here's, the, here's the narration. It's day 32 of flower on my first grow. Let's try and help out here. The two plants pictured are Forum Stomper from Mephesto and two different phenos. So everything Mephesto is auto. I believe everything in their catalog. Right, right. They're in living soil. I mixed myself from a random recipe I found right when I read that. I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> might, be a, might be a mental note there. It was a very important recipe that your entire harvest uh, revolves around that I got from some dude. Could be good. Uh, all of the plants started with a tip burn a couple of weeks ago. Remember, he's in day 32 of flower, but I don't know how exactly you know that since these are autos. Uh, but you could be making the assumption. Now the lower, older leaves are yellowing and dying. Could that be day 32 overall? Uh, it could. That, is, that looks like it's it. kind of into flower a little bit. All right, so on the more sativa-looking plant, the newer growth is also starting to lighten up. I can't pinpoint where the problem is. I'm thinking magnesium, but it also looks like a few other things, so I might have a lockout. Or is it possible they are just running out of nutrients? They've been fed mostly plain water. Last week, I gave them a soil drench with fish hydro slate and top dressed with some worm, kelp meal, and krill meal. I looked up krill meal, and it seems like it's for feeding shrimp. I'm not sure, but I didn't know what the addition for that for a plant would be. Or aren't krill like uh, what blue blue whales and every like whales eat krill most of the time? Yeah, as far as I know, that's the only thing I know about krill. All right, and then he goes again. He goes this week. They have been watered twice with Epsom salts. Uh, first time with three teaspoons a gallon. Second time was one teaspoon. I haven't seen any effect. Another thing to note: my temps are high, 90 Fahrenheit. That's high. For indoor grow, that's that's. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but once it's not going to be good bud bud development like the dank and terps and. But it shouldn't. Um, it should. Those leaves should be praying. They should, the plants should be performing. Okay, so it goes. Is this the issue? We'll say that's not the full issue. Could be a little bit of contributing. Um, because I'm supposed to be taking some more time off to install a mini split, but a pot of project dropped at work and I haven't been able to. I don't want to cut a hole in my ceiling if I'm going to be installing a mini split in the next month. These two plants are in five gallon pots. I have three sour stompers in a 25 gallon pot, which all have the tipper. That's a pretty big pot, um, depending on the size of the plant. Uh, but don't seem to be lightening up yet. All right, Wait, any advice? How what big do you of got? a pot is that, that that he's got? 
He says he has three. That the first one isn't a twenty-five gallon pot, but he's got three other ones in a twenty-five gallon pot, which I didn't even read that yeah, before. Yeah. Wow, that that's a lot of soil to let dry out for a, a plant. Doesn't look that big, so I, I, I well, he has three plants in there. I think is what he's saying. First off, but this to to me, like looking at this, right? Um, I could pinpoint this on one thing, and that would be water. Um, one of the easiest things for new growers to do and think they're doing a good thing when they're doing it is overwater their plants. Like it's the number one, just not in cannabis, but in, in horticulture, number one way new growers kill plants is by overwatering them. Hang on. I'm so guilty of that. My first grow ever. I'm like, they're not getting any better. They're getting worse. Let me pour more medicine on them. You know? So you're just like, more newts, more newts. And it's the biggest mistake you can make. All right. I can agree. Overwatering probably likely. One way to look at this, um, it looks like you're in radical bags there. Uh, lifting up, even if it's a 25 gal, I can. They got handles on it. Just by lifting up the side of it after you water, and every day, do a couple times a day, you'll get to know water weight. It looks like you got straw on top of your media, maybe. So sometimes it's hard to tell. For me, looking at the color of media change, I usually know, but it depends on what you're using on the top that, that might not help, but just lifting them up a little bit uh, will be the best way to start to learn, okay, there's really not much in there. Oh, man, it's lift, getting lighter. Lifting them up is one way, and you want to wait for like 50%. When fully water it, make a note of like that weight, not just but in your head, make a note of that weight. Um, and then when it's that gets to like half of that weight, that's when you're going to water again. There's another way in, in bigger pots like that, too. You can just shove two fingers down into the soil. And if it's moist at all, you will feel like a temperature difference from the top. Like it'll feel cool to the touch. I don't like the um, finger method. It's, Do you it's, like the cheap it's water not, meter it's method? It's not the most accurate one at all. Like realistically, you're gonna lifting the pot is going to be the best way to know if you need to water. Yeah, but sticking your finger in don't hurt. I was actually just, yeah, right on. <laughs> um, I was actually just out in the greenhouse today and I was just like, huh, these plants, they were actually yesterday rather, they weren't praying the way they should. And I was like, dude, they're 100 gallon containers. I'm like, these things seem dry and I'm not going to be able to pick up a 100 gallon container so yeah, you, you got to stick your finger in it laddie you know maybe two <laughs> but I fell down a couple inches down it should by the time you get to a couple inches down there should be some moisture in there if it's dry like considerably dry the first inch first half inch on a big outdoor plant okay but yeah if it's dry a few inches down and three inches whatever um yeah you should definitely rewater it or investigate I'm gonna take Boston baked beans here at a little comment sure. it says Get them seeds. Autos have their place, but some people assume, oh, it's so easy to grow an auto flower. They are too finicky and need to be almost left alone um, unless you know what you're doing. Not an ideal platform for learning as they're not forgiving. So I can kind of agree halfway with that in the sense I'm a pretty experienced grower and I'm growing my first crop of autos. um, And I am second guessing myself on feedings. I'm like, wait a minute, go around, look at them. I noticed one auto and a three gal was wanting, um, it was was getting a little light. So I I watered that one last with a different batch and gave it a little more nitrogen. But knowing how to really look at the plant, uh, and it's going to be easier, I believe, to grow. And this is going to be an ongoing, not argument, but conversation. Feminized photo, if I'm teaching someone to grow and I want them to have full success, that's what I'm going to give them. And I'm going to give them my recipe for success because it's going to be consistent and a little bit more forgiving. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I hate about autos is that if you screw up once, you can't recover. 
You know, they well, decide. and the autos can screw themselves up just in <laughs> the inherent genetic variability in them. Um, there can be a lot of like in the same pack of seeds, you could have one that's ten inches tall, and you could have one that's four feet tall. That's what Treat, we find it treated out, exactly man. the same. That's what we found out with the seeds we had. There weren't. I mean, well, the goats were the one one mishap we had with the autos, but that was the only thing I can think of that uh, stunted them at all, and it and their market difference in genetics uh, from the, the same pack. Yeah, and who knows? That just might be breeder. That might you know, but uh, definitely, I found it just you know. I think some of those would happen is we just didn't water them properly. I think one or two of them dried out and they suffered forever because of it. They weren't able to able to recover. And start off with a mix that you know well, that's quality. Maybe your mix, I don't know the recipe, so I don't want to shit on it. Maybe your friend had a good recipe, but build a soil, buildasoil.com. They got some badass. I'm looking at their pre-mixed kits right now. Um, they have all kinds of kits that you can add. So like, let's say you go get a bale of peat at your local hydro store and right. you want to turn it into a super soil that's going to feed quality ingredients. It's a great way to do it. What are you going to say, Scotty? I, I don't talk about it much because I don't do much to it. Just like this guy said, oh, autos, man. I don't like Just basically leave them alone. And that's no fun. Well, growing organic. Soup used to make fun of me because I'd say, I don't understand growing organic. Seems so complicated. Jeremy from Build a Soil sent me over what the oleo fish compost uh, soil. He sent us over, yeah, their version three, I believe, of the Ollie Mountain fish compost and then sent us their Build a Bloom top dress kit. And, we, and we've just watered recharge into there so far this year. We haven't top dressed it yet. Plants look amazing. Absolutely amazing, man. So find somebody with a good understanding of living soil and their super soil and, and use those, you know, use that well, information. Okay. And someone you can trust to like build a soil and they're, I'm sure there's other people to do this, but they're the main one that I know. They have batch testing on every single batch of soil that they make to make sure that it's a properly balanced, properly nutritionalized soil, um, which you don't get from many places, especially in like small batch soils like that. Actually having a legit soil test of everything and knowing that that actually is a well-balanced soil with everything your plant's going to need um, is a really cool thing. I agree. Yeah. Having people that you can call and give you advice is the coolest thing. That's why I love people like Jeremy from Build a Soil, Jaron from New Mill, folks like that where you can actually, hey man, I'm having a problem. I'm sending some pictures over. Uh, speaking of that, just a reminder, Guru, you said you haven't added any top dress yet. You guys probably are getting close to probably seeing some pre-flowers or, you know, little flowering going on. You should probably add, like, their Build-A-Bloom kit or some shit. Like or, something. Would- well, the Sunset Sherbert that's out there, really, I've never grown that strain outdoors before, and I don't know anyone else that has. Uh, it is already fully in flower. Um, weird. It, it's weird. Everything else in there is starting to pre-flower a little bit. We're definitely getting closer to the time that flowers are going to start coming. But that sunset sherbet is full on in flower, so we now, will probably d- top dress it in the next like week or two. Doesn't that kind of make you? I mean, not really, but uh, if you have a cut of it, let's say that thing finishes before everything else, that's great for your, you know where you're at in Colorado. Even though you got the greenhouse protection, right? But uh, that's sometimes we feel like, damn, I wish I would have gotten a cut, maybe. Hey, that from lucky, lucky for us, we know the guy that gave us that cut too. But it's not right. too late. Just in general, I mean, the first ten days, two weeks of flower, as it's showing its pre-flowers, it's not too late to take a cut. That sherbet, go out there and look at that today. I would not take a cut right. of that right now. I would, or, take- or I mean. I mean, you definitely could. It would be monster cropping it, and it would be like two months before you had a plant you're ready to take new cuts off of. Even after 10 days, two weeks in flowering, you think so? 
I think that plant is a little bit further than that into flower. Right. Actually. Okay. But I'd say I, I would take a cut up to two weeks in flowering, I would say. Yeah. And just expect some uh, slowdown from it having to re-hormonally balance itself right. to vegetative growing because it's having to go through some pretty crazy changes. They're going from being flowering with roots connected to the plant to trying to make roots and switch back to vegetative growing. It's just uh, it's going to take some time to get that right. Guru and I got a couple of monster crop clones coming. Couple, uh, couple months ago, and we just played around with them. We're the Chem 91s, and we were just playing around with them, and they took forever to pop back to vegetative. Interesting. Well, maybe you should take a cut of it just to play around. That's what keeps the growing fun. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. Sorry. I think then my buddy said after like two months, he's like, oh, yeah, you should throw those out. He's got spider mites or something like that. I was like, oh, thanks, man. Thank you. All right. Need advice moving forward. Another grower question here from Cosgrow618. Says, what's up, Scotty Dude and Guru? What up, DGC? Much love and respect. Back at you, Cosgrow. Right on. Says, this is my current situation. I've been scrogging this girl out its entire veg stage. Once it was able to hit the net, obviously. This was my, this will be my first full tent scrog. I need some advice moving forward. I noticed the growth rate slowed down about a week ago and couldn't figure it out. I pulled out my par meter a couple days ago and saw the par was in the 700s. So I raised my light and dialed the par to around 400 to 450. Within a day, I noticed the top shooting up and praying. Can we stop so, and help me understand? So, Guru, you're you're into lighting. Par meter is kind of that's actually a fairly expensive meter, right? Fairly expensive, fairly inaccurate too. Um, they're okay for judging like light intensity with this same light but i wouldn't they the way the sensors work on those they're not exactly the most accurate things and it uses some algorithms to guess at what light might be at what spectrums and stuff i'm just going to stop and just say par what is it photosynthetic photosynthetic active range the or photosynthetically active radiation okay gotcha and that's what that's the spectrum that the plants can see right that's uh yeah well there's they're Talking about expanding it, but that's 400 nanometers to 700 nanometers in light. So that's blue light to red light, excluding UV and infrared on the opposite ends of that. And that's why you just I use my hand. But that's why you just don't want to use like a general light meter because a a light meter is just going to it's going to show you the light that the plant can absorb. Uh, yeah, like a normal lux meter, they're skewed towards uh, like the human, what the human eye sees, right? Not what plant sees. We see like completely different than plants do. We see it's it not more a piece skewed of it. to a yellow one. Plants see more the full spectrum that is that's there. Not a piece of equipment that I think the average grower needs to invest in. I will tell Usually you, most though. light come with footprints, or you know by you know your plants telling you, but. I, I, bought a, I bought a little $15 one, like a, you know, a, a Lux a meter. meter. No, a little Lux meter. Okay. And it was literally something where you hold it right up to the light and it buries it. You know, yeah, I, mean, I think that's even more worthless, but it, that's just my opinion. It's not because it was showing me how I was like, damn, man, it's pinning it up here. When I go 24 inches away, it's pinning it, man. So, you know, I mean, it's over five, I think it was 500,000. It was pinned. When I go down to where my plants are, it's at a hundred thousand. And now you're like, holy shit, I didn't realize how fast the light dissipated. And so it really does help you find that sweet spot, even if it's just, you know, a, a number, you know, just a number that you're understanding. Jeez, it pins up here, it's halfway down here, and it's barely moving the needle all the way down at the floor. But uh, if we wanted to, like, actually get into it, the thing that would matter for this and right. is, like, the accurate scientific term for it is uh, PPFD. 
the photosynthetic photon flux density. It's the like the amount of photons. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know the amount of photons falling on. Make it quick. A meter squared. There, think of it like raindrops, um, and you it, kind of extrapolate that from knowing the PPF of the light, which has to get run through like an integrated sphere to get accurate numbers. Um, you can pull some theoretical numbers uh, fairly easily as well. You should get an integrated sphere, Scotty. Ah, I'm telling you, you can get one of these lux meters and just figure out where strong and where weak is and where the sweet spot is. Like realistically, unless you're designing and building LED lights, right. what Scott's saying will work or the back of your hand will work. Right. Judging intensity. Well, let's look at the canopy here. We've got more help. These pictures were taken this morning. I can't figure out what it is. I spray daily with Epsom salt and about every other day with optic. Right there, I was like, mm, I don't think you should be spraying daily. Like that's too much Epsom salt. Epsom right? salt is magnesium sulfate. Is that right? Magnesium sulfate. That is correct. Okay, so that's a lot of magnesium on there. That's for sure. That's a lot of magnesium, and this is where getting into something like a Mulder's chart um, can be, that, yeah, can be beneficial. It shows antagonism and synergism between different uh, plant available nutrients. It's just about balancing. You're the you're the technical guy. I'll try to break it down simple. It's basically just like a chart where where it says uh, lines from one side to the other, and it talks just talks about having a balanced soil. And if you have too much on one side, it'll, it'll set the, the whole thing off balance, all the soil off balance. So and really interesting. Judging by how this looks, uh, you can tell this is kind of like a leaning towards like a potassium deficiency. Okay. Um, magnesium can be extremely antagonistic with potassium. So it makes, if you have too much magnesium, it starts to interfere with uptake of potassium. Uh, just knowing that you're, you're foliar feeding Epsom salts and that makes them directly available to the plant pretty much right away. Uh, every day, I would just, I got an itching feeling that uh, it might be the over-fertilization of magnesium is making you have this uh, potassium deficiency here. Yeah, I don't spray anything every single day. I spray once a week, maybe twice a week if I was really trying to accomplish something. I know in the in the now. greenhouse, the only thing I spray once a week is uh, regalia, and then rotating venerate and grandiva there, just yeah. to make sure that uh, there's no issues with uh, pests this year. All right, thanks. Cause grow six eighteen out in Philly, correct? Philly. You know, it's a, that area. You know, Philly's kind of centrally located. You know, you can be from Delaware and uh, shout out to Defia Man and, and get up to Philly no problem. You know, so yeah, I'm not sure from the area. Okay, I'm gonna take you over to the pros list, dudegrows.com forward slash pros. That's where you can see all the coupon codes, shopping for your grow, maybe getting a little apparel, such as my stoked shirt. It's not just toke. It's also stoked. I like it. I like it. Alpine Hemp Company. Today, I'm a feature Gorilla Boost Cocoa. Uh, if you guys want to hear, learn about a good cocoa, you actually had Mike from a Gorilla Boost Cocoa on the show and Jaron hung out. You guys did a little segment like, well, you know, what makes a good cocoa? And a lot of talk about that. You can search Gorilla Boost Dude Grows if you want to learn, learn from the man himself. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool how they make their cocoa actually well you know what makes a good cocoa is what you get from you know from the store which shout out to grow generation you can find it there what you get at the store you know that that affects you but what happens over there wherever it comes from sri lanka or india or wherever the hell it comes from uh dude it really matters to them and he was telling me that they have this process there where they use like a shitload less water where you know fresh water is really uh important to those villages and to just take it and wash coconuts, the salt off the coconuts with all that fresh water. 
you know, do you do a lot for money? And people are, you know, willing to sacrifice their fresh water for money or survival. It's kind of sad. So it was just really interesting talking to him. He's become a friend of mine and talking about going over there and doing the right thing and actually helping people, uh, making sure they're doing things sustainably and intelligently. And it was just a cool guy, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, I enjoy our friendship, Mike. Get some cocoa, uh, grow generation. Uh, what do I say? A national grow store chain. Actually, got a grip of stores. Yeah, they are carrying uh, Gorilla Boost, and I agree. I've had my hands in it, and also Canadian Canadian growers. It is distributed up here, so go over to GorillaBoost.com, reach out to them if you want to get it by the tote, by the container, or hey, by and, the pallet. And uh, if you just happen to be at Grow Generation, you can pick up Recharge there too. In any other stores? Yeah, hey, yeah. I will shout out to my buddy Cody at the Tulsa Grow Generation which is like the size of a Home Depot. From what I'm to understand, it's fucking huge, man. And go into any any hydro store. If you go there and it's not playing, ask them, why aren't you guys playing Dude Grow Show, man? Come on, I want to learn about growing. Spread the word, spread the word. <laughs> nice. All right, what's going on in the grow? What's going on in the greenhouse? Uh, you know Do you what? have a name for it yet? You got to name that shit. I got a grow shack. Yeah. It's the oven. <clears throat> the oven. I don't know about that, man. I still don't have a song yet either, people. I need the grow shack. It's a grow shack. I don't know. If this is the bakery, that's, that's the oven out there. I don't know, man. <laughs> I ain't hanging out Go ahead. Oven, tell me. Tell me. Um, yeah, we're defoliating. Everyone was defoliating Why? this Why? morning. Uh, because it pisses Jeff Lohenfels off, okay? That's all I could think about while I was doing it. I'm just, we're just pulling off these leaves because you got all these little sucker leaves on the bottom where I really just don't want to promote energy growth. I, you know, those leaves are energy. Lohenfels was right. And we did all the work to scrog the plant out and increase the exposed surface area of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to take away uh, the nutrition uh, that would get wasted on those lower leaves coming up to the top. So, I mean, we're going to do like a 20 or 30% defoliation on them. Yep. I mean, um, like more on the lower. Oh, oh I mean, al- almost completely on the lower. Uh, especially those are plants in 100-gallon pots that have been growing all summer. There's some big plants, and we have not really been on top of our defoliation game, um, but we are going to get on top of it before we get to flower, for sure. I do, too, yeah. as well, my grow. i just been doing basically I, – I, I do it every almost every day. Every other day we'll say, I'm taking a leaf off here, a leaf off there. I'm like, hey, you're really blocking that bud site pretty well, man. And so it's a constant thing for me. I never do a huge hit. I'm not going in and doing the 30%, the 20%. For me, it's right. usually like a – Constant 2.5%. Yep. Sounds about right, dude. Sounds about right. 2.5, 2.6, whatever it takes. I can show you here, though. I do have just like your one, what's the strain that's uh, budding up quicker than every every other girl? Sunset Sherbert. So I don't know what this one is. That I, It's titled Budding Up Here, Guru, but it is definitely two weeks maybe ahead of everything else. The bud's the size of, I should have put some hand or some perspective in there. But uh, basically, I don't know why, you can always get a random seed. It looks like it's going to be great flower. There's some good trikes in there. She's still got a ways to go. But then I got other plants that, because uh, they're all supposed to be not the same strain, but I label them. But this one's way different than the rest of them. But I'm not complaining. Uh, but it's so good to be, what is it, August 4th today and have this day. Every time I see it, I'm like winning, that winning, winning, man. Yeah. Not have to worry about going fully into fall. Um, and then also, I got a picture here called Healed Knuckle, man. This is what the knuckle looks like fully healed after I uh, break the shit out of the stem. It almost, the brown spots are almost like hardwood. Wow. That is and cool. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess if you might look at that and think something's wrong with it or whatever, but that's the way a good healed knuckle looks for me. Some growers are going to say that's way too much stress, but that plant there is probably only three three weeks to three and a half weeks into bloom. Right. Is so that the same totally, knuckle you could see through? Like it had good the question. Hole, I'll have to go look out there and double check. And it'd be weird, right, if it healed up like that? It would be. I mean, that's the cannabis, and that's why they call it weed. You know, it wants to grow. It is really easy to grow this plant if you don't overthink it and mess with it too hard. And I'm trying not to overthink the nutrition because I am, I won't say struggling, but I was going to water in. I almost get, I'm like outdoors. These plants are chugging along. The blooms are coming. All right, let's hit them. Now's the time to hit them with a little bit more of heavy hit on the phosphorus. Let's put all this. And I like, slow your roll. This isn't how you usually grow. Ruderalis is in here. So typically the, the vibe is less nutrition. Um, they weren't in potted into a super soil. They're potted into cocoa uh, mixed up with peat. And then I top dressed about an inch and a half of uh, sea soil compost, which is going to have some nutrition. So that's given it. So I have to gauge well, what this. What the fuck is sea soil? Those two words don't go together, man. Okay, yes. Sea soil, I can tell you. I can tell you here. It has two, only two ingredients. I'm on their, pay, their site now, seasoil.com. Fish and forest fines, okay? That, so, it's, so it's not a total soil, right? They have two. One is a soil and one's more of a compost. I bought the compost. It has light MPK to it to top dress with it. Um, and then so basically the forest finds, it's an industry term for bark, forest soils, needles, etc. And that says bring sea soil, all the good bugs. Um, I can give you more details in another show. But that's a top dress that's giving me when I water, it's leaching through, um, giving me some, some nutrition, you know. I've used soil salt before, but never sea soil. Soil salt, eh? I know. That's kind of like my uh, watering in off the uh, water softener. <laughs> yeah, don't use soil salt. Although I still need to call the uh, the company that installed the water system because I've never had a, quote, water closet with all this shit. Right. I'm like, I think I fully understand it now, and but I'm not positive. I'm like, can you guys come out just to give me a walkthrough tutorial, please? I, I don't know how much I have to closet. pay you. I thought a water closet was the name of a bathroom. Like it what, is. What people in England call a bathroom. Well, it was an old-fashioned. I think the bathroom or whatever, the actual toilet was in a little closet thingy. Oh. I call it the water closet. But regardless. Well, you're Canadian, uh, so you can do a lot of that stuff. The autos are looking good. Um, and, yeah, not struggling, but just trying to figure out when to add my little my little boosts, my little tricks here and there. And if they're, if they're even needed, if right. there's already enough nutrition there, I'm going to piss them off. Right, right. So, all right. Uh, door prize, guys. We got uh, Irie Genetics Morning Dew. Check it out over at dogrows.com on the homepage. You can find the door prize. Anybody can enter to win Fire Genetics from Ross to Jeff, friend of the show. Check it out. You want to get to know him, just search Ross to Jeff Dude Grows. You'll see the collaboration. And sorry, I was just thinking as I'm modeling these seeds. Remember the prices, right, girls? That would just model the stuff. Like Diane. Hit him with the um, hand, hit him with a hand model too. Oh no, no, down for the bud cam. Oh yeah, there we camera. go. There we Woo, go. Look at them. But, uh, it the had to be strange, right, girls? They made bank. Those girls were, you know, had great lifestyles and were wealthy from holding products. You know, they would hold Tide Pods and be like, "Hmm, that's a weird career, right?" Yeah, it is. It is. You could win. What, what do they call the end thing on there? The package. The 
Like if you made it all the way to the end, the you can win the case, big right? the the showcase, showcase showdown. showdown. Oh, that was good TV back in the day, man. And those girls are still tens today, okay? Tens. They're like you that new win. restaurant in Fort Collins. <laughs> the weirdest shit. You could win the shittiest car or maybe a, a boat or some other stuff that you're probably going to sell immediately to avoid. Anyway. Hey, Guru mentioned something. I, I went out and took my family on Saturday out to a restaurant, and it was like everybody was perfect looking there. Whether you were a dude or a woman, everyone was perfect looking. And I came back the next day or a couple of days later and talked to Guru about it. I said, you know, there's this weird restaurant downtown where everybody is perfect. He goes, yeah, oh, I know that one. It's like, no. It's like, I don't know if there's a cloning thing going on there. But well, like Everybody that works there? Everybody that works there is just absolutely perfect. Yes. At least looking, anyhow. I'm sure they're a mess inside, all right? Like guys and girls. <laughs> not just girls. Strange. We I won't just... say everybody. I got a place like that. But I mean, they're not all perfect looking because that's a very, it depends on what you think about people. But they, there's definitely a theme going at the yeah. Black Sheep Pub house. Yeah. I mean, this is better than Hooters. They screw. <laughs> I don't know, man. I enjoy looking um, and respecting women, but it is a little bit harder to see the face mask thing is messing it up. I, facial expressions are so important in all forms of either communication or seeing how somebody looks. You can see a little bit with the eyes, but you got to put it all together. It was right? so hard. It was so hard. I was getting some deli meat today, and the woman asked me. <laughs> she asked me like three times, and I was like, I have no idea what you're saying. And finally, she's like, do you like, you know, whatever. Is this good or something? Yes. Yes, it is. It's very hard to communicate. I think I, I think my poker game is getting a lot better with the mask wearing because you're just uh, starting to have to read people's eyes all the time. So I think it's definitely going to improve my I poker, can already poker see an playing SNL a little bit. Skit. Like I'd be an okay writer because you have like the dude's like, oh, that chick is so hot and this. And then they go on the date when she takes the face mask off finally. Oh, and like yeah. just something. I don't know what it would be, but just something like a beard, a goatee. Yeah, something like that. A hairy mole or something good. Yeah. Yeah. I see right. it, well, I hope you guys had a good time on the show today. Took my mind off my hound. Got to go check my hound. She has hound in her. I think hound helps a dog be tough. That's right. Just dog in general helps them be tough, man. Jesus. <laughs> don't get lost in the internet, man. I was reading some shit that was telling me how I can make my dog throw up and I'm like I don't this does not seem like a good idea to just keep doing it's like a recipe of putting this together and force feeding your dog and shit I'm like nah, you just do what James Bond did you mix up super 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 salty water and then try and chug it and you will definitely throw up yeah, dude, thank God. You guys, well, actually, dude, you're about as old as me. My mom used to be like, yeah, we'll just give you some milk and mustard. And I'd be like, <laughs> even just the thought of it would make me throw up, man. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. If we helped you grow, helped you commute, had a chuckle, had a good time. Appreciate it, DGC. It's been so pumped having this 2020 year happen with the the, the show going well, the support of the DGC, and have hopefully being a break from all the bullshit so far this year. Um, and that's what I got. You said you're pumped about this 2020 year happening? It has been the lamest fucking year. I couldn't even imagine. Wait, they're going to look great. back in like a decade and be like, yeah, we just pretend like 2020 didn't happen. Everyone just stayed home the whole <laughs> time anyways whoa whoa very strange but i still am having a nice time having a nice year as weird as it is, as it is outside it is i've been having some time with the fam i don't know i'm a mountain biker and i podcast so luckily yes. I, I mean i do feel for many people that yeah it's changed a lot of shit so i will i, I have uh, i feel for you don't just come on me hard because dude just said 2020s the shit but uh <laughs> 
Dude, wake and bake, I wanna talk about as a subject is what if you can't smoke at your house? What if you've got a situation where it's roommates or you live with your mother and you're used to being able to have a lot of independence go out and smoke and now you have to hide it 100% of the time? How about that for a wake and bake next time? I can tie into that, yeah. When my mother-in-law was visiting, she can't visit anymore, but uh, definitely, I mean, it was like, yeah, we can talk about that. And let's get creative. Let's help those people out as well. We got to okay. hit up Smoke Buddy, the people that have the like carbon filter thing to blow your smoke through. <laughs> I just want to know that the dude in the gremlins, he's got the smokeless ashtray and that thing. That thing works. <laughs> I just want to be the one where you just keep on re-inhaling it, thinking that's going to work till you pass out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. <laughs> All right, let's do some shout-outs here. Shout-out first to JR Token, who is the man that gets our shout-outs together. So I'll put you on top, buddy. Hope you're doing better. Hope you're home. Uh, I'm going to give it up to also to Advanced Pools. Hang on. Do we have a corporate spot? That's actually cool as shit. I hope as you're building pools, you're listening to the Dude Grow Show. That's awesome. By the way, building pools is fucking hard work, man. Shot Creek. And Mr. C. I got Bam420 and Snoop Bill. Scottish Clansman, 187 in pocket, full of beans. Ezor is dead and Hashburg, and I did this show without my glasses, didn't I? Your vision's coming back. Is that possible? No, it's not. It's just the first thing I've read on the show. (laughs) Uh, Grow for me, damn it. And Sheba Zach. Sheba Zach. How about Driftwood 420? All right. I'll take it. Stay higher, my friends. And uh, till next time, we've got a wake and bake coming at ya. All right, take her easy, dude. Cajun, take her easy. Take care of that dog. Going to check, going to check, hoping for poop. All right. <laughs> Don't go down the internet rabbit hole. We'll talk about that too, maybe next year. All right, peace out, guys. <laughs> take her easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new, new, new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on, on, on It's just weed, it's just weed I like to smoke it all day long, yeah Big man, catch you riding high Oh, we gonna lock you in a cage No, if you wonder why he hates the dank Just look at how he's being paid Now, don't lock up me for smoking weed